This digitally enhanced jigsaw puzzle-like edition of the session was originally three episodes from 2015. Welcome to the session. There was once an individual who said, there's peer pressure, but there's also peer priority. Gee, where have I heard that before? <laughs> where faith and life connect. I think I just heard a whole bunch of people yell amen. <laughs> yeah, hallelujah, I hope so. A time to explore issues facing the family today. Marriage is about what can I look at inside of me and take care of in me to offer to my spouse a better me. And where it's okay to laugh a little. It is so good to hear you say that, to hear someone else preach that message. It is. Well, again, for years, I've heard you preach it. <laughs> yes. It's finally soaking in. <laughs> yes, the celebration of success. <laughs> Welcome to the session on Rise FM. We're going to talk about the importance of memory making with our families in different ways. That's right. Using the memories of Tom's now grown kids. And before we get into all of that, Tom, we start with God's Word. We are going to read today out of Psalm 127, verses 3 and following. Believe it or not, Scott, children are a blessing and a gift from the Lord. (laughs) Yes. They really are. Yes. Having a lot of children to take care of you in your old age is like a warrior with a lot of arrows. Wow. (laughs) The more you have, the better off you will be. (laughs) And the less you'll miss the broken ones. (laughs) That's for sure. Because they will protect you when your enemies attack with arguments. Ooh, very good. Yes. I just love that translation. That is just something. Uh, Yeah. Now, Tom, we turn to the importance of what's always a nasty word in any child's vocabulary. Right. Chores. They go into post-traumatic stress when they hear (laughs) that word, Scott. But we have chores that your kids had to do. When someone needed money that weekend for whatever, we would go to each other and say, hey, can I have your job? We had four chores and our allowance was tied to the chore. So you had until Thursday night to do it it yourself. No, no, no. You had until until noon on Saturday. Was it Saturday? No, you had until Thursday night to do it yourself, and then come Friday, your job was up for grabs, but your allowance went with it. So it was $10 per job. We had four, one for each of us, and we rotated through them. So you could make $10 if you did, and if you kept your room clean, you could make a bonus five. I don't think anyone ever got that bonus five. (laughs) (laughs) I remember you tried to get up early the next day when it was a free-for-all and get the dusting out of the way early. Easy $10. And the vacuums were easy, too. The bathrooms were... Dusting, vacuuming, bathrooms, and what was it? Dean liked the bathrooms. You were good at the I can't stand dirty bathrooms. That's why... (laughs) So your kids seem to have a value to chores. Yes. Each chore was rotated through the kids. That's right. Now, why did you do that? We rotated it so that each week they would have a different one so that they wouldn't be thinking it was unfair. And I always have to do the bathroom, and he gets the vacuum. (laughs) <laughs> Who wants to clean up that mess, you know? Well, apparently Dean had a thing for clean bathrooms. Oh, he did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dean. Had to bring it up. <laughs> well, he went into the Marines, you know, and they kept things pretty clean there, too. So. Well, that's true. Yeah. There is an importance, though, of teaching responsibility there. It really is. They understood that if they worked, they got paid. They could make more money. What really was good is when it became a free-for-all on Saturday. If a job wasn't done, you could do it and take that money for it. 
Well, thankfully, everybody survived that. <laughs> Nobody tried to tackle the same job twice in a row. <laughs> you could usually see who was motivated for the money because they were the ones that were, were going for it. One of the girls mentioned the bonus five for keeping the room clean and <laughs> yes. that they never got that. That's right. That would have been Mandy. She <laughs> would have never got that. So you, the emphasis of, of learning the responsibility of the chores didn't always translate to cleanliness of the room. Yeah. A clean bedroom, we could probably do a, a show or a series of shows just on keeping the bedroom clean and what some people think, Scott, and what other people think about it. Not everybody is in agreement. Some people believe that's why the bedroom doors are on the door frames. <laughs> <laughs> you could always close the door. There are others who believe when you see Magus coming out of there with their bags packed, leaving, <laughs> that it's time to clean their room. <laughs> there was one time when we moved out of our old house into our new house, I understood Mandy's cleaning system, but it was a little bit embarrassing. She had the canopy bed. Well, we took it apart to move her room, and underneath her bed was everything she owned. <laughs> it was all in a square, kind of rectangular shape, because it was all would fit underneath her bed. So she would... had all solidified by then. <laughs> yes. We're talking about family memories, and we're doing this not to embarrass Tom or his kids, although it's fun to do. <laughs> but... But to share with you, as you're listening today, the importance of creating memories for, with your family in right. whatever form that takes. Exactly. And sometimes that form is hanging out together and doing things together as a group. For sure. Now, the boys are athletes mm -hmm. of sorts. You were an athlete. Kathy was an athlete. Yes. But she did she play basketball at all? No. No. Not, not until... She had kids that were and a husband who coached it. Uh-huh. Then we have the torpedo shot. Do you guys remember when we lived on Otterbein and we had the basket out in the driveway, we had family basketball games. Mm -hmm. You remember the night we had the family... Again, I'd like to point out that I'm a foot shorter than everyone in this family. Mom's torpedo <laughs> shot? Taller, oh, yeah, yeah, torpedo. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right. Point, torpedo shot. That's right. I remember that. So when we had some... It just went zoom. No, his yeah. are nice. Have a nice trajectory. Mine is just boom. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Deep in the corner by the garage. Just, I know, I just... Line drive, bam. And it went right through here. the net, and I'm certain it continued to rise. I don't know how <laughs> Mom ever did that. I remember when it happened, we all stopped the game. We looked at each other. And so I guess what I'm gathering here, Tom, is that Kathy is not known for her basketball acumen. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but what was the importance of those family basketball games? Well, it was spending time together, and it was having fun doing something that we knew the kids would enjoy. Mandy actually enjoyed that? Being a foot shorter, you know, she made sure, <laughs> she made sure to emphasize that. That's right. She was more in the gymnastics, so she was athletic, but she did not have great basketball skills. So it was just about having fun. Well, the driveway, it tapered off right where Kathy took this shot. So we still are trying to figure out how this really happened today. <laughs> The basket must have been 11 feet for her. The ball went through the basket and continued to rise like it was a plane, you know, going up on takeoff. I thought, what was funny is as it started to rise, the game stopped right then in our tracks. And everybody looked at each other, and there was a moment of silence like they're trying to figure out, how did that just happen? 
Is that even possible that that and mom did it? And mom did it. Yes. What was the torpedo shot more, or is more that mom did it? I think it's it's both that mom <laughs> mom pulled that off. She kind of threw it like a football, I think, and it was just right. It went through it, and maybe the net maybe whipped it up in the air, and it kept right on. <laughs> So as we talk about making memories with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling, one of the times that many memories come up is at Christmas time. Yes. And there were lots of memories in the Russell household. I have to go with the Christmas story. Uh, my first Christmas, I thought that was really neat. What Aww. Christmas story? The movie? Tell it. No. Read the Bible. Read the First Christmas family movie. experience, period. Oh, so really? I was like, I'm a little confused as to what's going on. <laughs> this is different. <laughs> so that was one of the boys talking about their first Christmas. Now that would be Dean. Dean, okay, your adopted son. Yes. How old was he when you adopted him? I think it was sixth grade. So that was his very first Christmas, and his memory was of being read the Christmas story. It was tradition. We had uh, traditions, and of course, we've had shows, Scott, in the past on the, the right. power of traditions through the holidays. Well, Christmas morning for us would always start out with, we would read the Christmas story. Dean, being pumped up wanting to open presents, was somewhat shocked by, we're going to what? <laughs> we're going to read? Yeah. And so back then, it, it was kind of interesting. When the kids were really small, we would read the Christmas story on the steps, now, if, if they were to come home for Christmas, they'd cover most of the steps. Well, then you had the grandkids in, and that, you, you'd yeah. probably have to go down the hall a bit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> did you know at the time it was impacting him that much? No, we did not. And that's what was really neat about doing this activity out in California with the kids. Was I, I was not aware of that. And how neat that was. What a testimony it was to him as he was coming into our family and seeing it. How do we do that as a family? How, what kind of things can we do to create that now? We really want to be proactive in our decision-making in terms of family events and getting into their world, doing things that they're going to enjoy, but beginning to talk to them about, as an example, what traditions would they like to see happen or the importance of traditions mm -hmm. if we're talking the holidays. If it's a family fun night, well, family fun night for them, we really want to gear into what's going to be fun for them. And we're going to have fun being in our kids' worlds. As parents, we look back at the torpedo. We look back at stories like that. And now it's rich, Scott. It really is. Tom got a chance to sit down with his family while they were on vacation and just get their kids to share memories. And our point in doing this is to help you see the importance of starting these memories with your family in whatever form or fashion fits your family. Because those memories will live on. And it can dictate so much of what they do as adults with their own families. That's at the heart of why our ministry is heritage. It's what's next. What are yeah. you leaving behind? Yeah. We go to this next segment, and Tom, there's another Christmas memory I'd like to share. How about Christmas? You guys don't want to go downstairs until you brush your teeth. My favorite <laughs> My favorite part of Christmas was every year, Mandy, trying to convince you guys that every previous year you let her open one present on Christmas Eve, like we and you guys looking at each other like, did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we did that, but she's really out of here. And I feel like probably every other year or so, she got to open something. All right, now, Tom, who is it that's laughing to the point of craziness there? That would be my wife. <laughs> 
that was probably one of the biggest joys I had in chopping all this up uh-huh. was all the laughter. Yes. So what was the deal here with Mandy? Well, it was so funny. She wanted to convince us that, oh, come on, Mom and Dad, last year you let me open a present, so why can't I this year? <laughs> and, of course, David is soaking this all in, knowing that last year we didn't, but he knew that Mandy was trying to pull one on us. <laughs> and so, consequently, we we didn't do it. But the confusing thing was, see, Mandy had this thing about opening presents, seeing what they are, and wrapping them back up when we weren't around. And, you know, she was spoiling her own Christmas. <laughs> so my confusion is, why would she want to open this present the night before when she already knew what it was? <laughs> Did you all know she was opening them ahead of time? Well, we may or may not have at times, but we didn't really press it. We just and, and that was kind of the reality therapy that we taught our kids a lot of times is, you, you know what, you can open it. But you're going to ruin your own Christmas. What's Christmas morning going to be like if yeah. you, you know what it is? What, where's the surprise element in it? <laughs> but it was so funny because David just got a kick out of, oh, she's trying it again this year. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing about memories is they can happen in, in the most unusual ways and the most unusual times. And family vacations for you all are very special. Yes. One that the kids talked about a lot was Savannah. Yeah. I like when Dave almost dropped me off the stairs. Of oh, you like Savannah? That? <laughs> Scared me half to death. Savannah was fun. Savannah was a lot of fun. For whatever reason, I remember really good chocolate chip cookies at some, like, cobblestone street area in Savannah. Uh, I remember there being only two people on the entire beach, and Dad knew Dad knew her. All right, we have a lot to unwrap there, and, right. a, and a lot for you to defend. Uh, <laughs> let's start with David about dropping Mandy. We were hiking up some hill that had steps and i think that mandy had jumped on david's back like a piggyback ride uh-huh and apparently he got to goofing around and jostled her in a way that she wasn't ready for and she nearly fell down the steps but Oops. david caught her thankfully yeah uh and then there are the savannah cookies i think that was david that just loved those cookies that was actually jason that was jason okay that loved those cookies and what's interesting is that's a memory that i didn't realize really touched him but apparently they must have pretty good cookies <laughs> well they're guys you that's know true. i mean come on he's always had a thing for chocolate <laughs> <laughs> you apparently knew everybody in savannah too <laughs> there's another theme that recurred through here here's that everywhere you all went you knew people that's true I, and, and it's been kind of kind of a fun thing when we travel and i'm in public i am a people watcher so i'm going to look for somebody i know or recognize so on our way back from savannah is when we were tired and we were coming up the East Coast and we thought, oh, let's pull off at that beach. So we walked down the beach, we're coming back and Kathy says, well, let's get in the car and head back. I said, wait a minute, I know those people over there. Let me go say hi to them and then we'll get in the car and go on. <laughs> and, and my kids are looking at me going, really? <laughs> How do you know somebody on a beach? <laughs> yeah, in, in some southern state like, you know, I don't know, I think maybe in Virginia or something. <laughs> the importance is not laughing at Tom's kids or with Tom's kids, but creating the memories to give you something to laugh at. And that is at the heart of what you do at Heritage. One of the things I came across is a memory from, uh, I believe this is David and Jason, I think, talking. That's right. And David apparently had some rules about how you could borrow his stuff. That's right. Jason didn't think his things were good enough to wear, <laughs> but his brother's stuff was. Jason and I used to have some... Um, <laughs> Borrowing and, and repaying rules that were from a little one-sided. <laughs> I pretty much just paid Dave $5 every year or two. Oh. I don't really remember 
you never got anything. If you borrow my clothes, you, you, can, ask, and you can have them for free. If you don't ask, I'm going to consider it a paid rental. <laughs> and uh, there's going to be some interest involved. Rent, rent a swag. He was ahead of it. So David was the uh, the fashionista of the uh, of the boys, I guess. Apparently, yes. Uh-huh. How did David come up with these rules? Well, they were his. He just dreamt them up. I think he he wanted probably knew how much lunches cost at school. <laughs> <laughs> And when he wanted to get some extra, or he was going to go down to McDonald's with his friends or something. What was David and Jason's relationship like? Well, growing up, they really had a good relationship. Jason looked up to David, I think without question. David, for the most part, was a good big brother, except for examples like this. I don't know that Mom and I were necessarily crazy about... We, we, we told him that we weren't going to rent the dinner dishes to him or glasses <laughs> but well you could always charge him uh his storage rental for his clothing since he was charging rental for use of it yeah that's right that's one of the neat ways that jason looked up to david was he liked what david wore and and he wanted to wear now i think the neat thing is jason can tease him about that the rest of his life because <laughs> maybe david wasn't fair but that just points out scott how important it is that our kids want things to be fair. Now, um, how did Dean change the dynamic for the boys when you all adopted him? He was somewhat quiet, but he had an ability to relate to David and, and Jason and Manny in a way that I think was very entertaining. He he kind of um, was soaking it all in because this was really different for him for a while. But I, if I have to say one thing that really impressed me was how Jason and Mandy and David all rallied around Dean when we brought him in and they accepted him. We had had talked with our kids before we brought Dean in about this is a great opportunity to do something unto the Lord and to open up our doors to him and that this is going to be his home too if we choose to do this, that our God will bless it. And the least of these, my brethren, those who were hurting, we are actually helping here. He did not have a dad growing up and the impact that that had. We're taking a walk down memory lane with Tom today. Tom was kind enough a little while ago to sit down with his kids, all now grown and off on their own and making their own memories. And they talked about their memories growing up. We do this in part to celebrate what you can do as a family and encourage you to create memories, whether they're of trips to California or Savannah or whether it's just going to the park in your neighborhood. Yes. The importance of creating memories as families together. You all were very good about family vacations. I gather these were very special times for you, regardless of where you were going. That's sure. That's for sure. Now, you mentioned a few minutes ago about the uh, state championship and California, I think it was. And somebody got lost. Do you remember the night we were gonna we were gonna go to Florida, but Lexington was? Oh, this is the heroin district story. When the, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I thought we were gonna have some lost. I think that's lost. Families don't drive around that neighborhood. You go to the worst heroin district in all. <laughs> in all <laughs> we're in a paneled station wagon with a luggage carrier. <laughs> it was Chevy Chase. Definitely out of place. Chevy Chase vacation. Yeah. Some crackhead was like. And we, had every, yeah, and we had every car seat because our cousin was going with us too. Oh, yeah, that I threw yeah. up all over here. Yeah, because you were oh. riding backwards in that back seat. We got rid of that car real soon after that. Yeah, seats should not be backwards. I realized how horrible that was. Yeah. Yeah. 
horrible that was for anyone. I don't ever there. sit on the subway car facing backwards because of that. So Mandy has a very stark memory of that trip. For sure. Yeah. And it was not long after that experience where she got sick sitting in the back. She wanted to sit in the back with her cousin who was coming along with us to Florida. Uh-huh. So she wanted to sit back there not for very long. <laughs> Mandy turned various shades of green and it wasn't long before. Before she had a problem. Yeah. And so did her cousin. True. Which was. Just a, a short period of time after we had actually gotten on the road after having made the wrong turn, because we left at the time, it was St. John Arena, and we were going to take High Street South and, and connect over to 71, and yep. well, there was a detour there. We didn't count on that or plan on that, <laughs> and all of a sudden, we're in this neighborhood, you can tell, was not the kind of neighborhood we would want our kids running around playing in, Yeah, and we are getting to a point where I don't know how to get out of here, and this is not a good neighborhood. We were seeing guys that obviously were not sober walking the streets. and So finally, I look in the rearview mirror, and I can see lights flashing. And two policemen come up. They pull us over. <laughs> I say to my wife, I know I was not speeding. It's not possible in this neighborhood. I know I didn't run a stop sign, but I can't swear I wasn't going the wrong way on a one-way. The policeman comes up to my side and comes up to Kathy's side and he's grinning at us and he says, you're lost, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) It was obvious even to them in a police car, you did not fit. (laughs) That's right. Our Chevy Chase wagon, you know, with the Buick panels and the the wood panel sides and long, uh, oh, no, we did not fit. We had the big luggage rack on the top where we kept our stuff we were going to use in Florida. Yeah. So we weren't five minutes on 71 when <laughs> Mandy lost her dinner. It was interesting about that cousin that went with us, though. She also grew up in a broken home. We had taken uh, another one of the trips, like California, the California trip, the beach house, up in Portland, Oregon. Mount Hood was our first time we did it with, with the kids. Well, she at that time was married and living in Vancouver, so they drove down to be with us. So this is her first experience being in our family as well with her husband. And she got to she had the culture shock kind of like what Dean had when he <laughs> I'll bet. So for three or four days she soaked up what it was like. And there was a time in this great big great room in the house we had in Mount Hood where we did sit around and tell stories also. We probably started after dinner, and it went near midnight. And here's Aaron, our cousin, soaking that all up. And she said, that's the kind of family I want. And it stuck with me that we were doing, they, they could see what was happening and liked it. The memories came from the most unexpected places. Yeah. With Dean and his biggest Christmas memory is the first Christmas with you reading the Christmas story. It wasn't his Christmas presents. It was the family experience. Yeah, for sure. Well, now we have dating experiences. Yeah. There weren't a lot of these mentioned, or at least that I could that I could really work on. Some of the audio, you guys were laughing so hard, <laughs> I couldn't get the story because the laughter was so loud. <laughs> but with all of your kids, are there any uh, dating memories for you as you watch them go through the dating process that stand out? For David, for one that comes out, he had a couple of different young ladies that mom and I were pretty, pretty convinced these would be good. It never happened. (laughs) If we liked them, forget it. (laughs) That was a kiss of death for them. They were done. (laughs) 
There was a dating memory shared, yeah. and, I, and apparently it had something to do with a wood panel van. Yes, this is good. When I yeah. first started dating Nate, they, they had a wood panel van, and <laughs> oh. only about six months ago did his mom learn that I was not the one that said, I won't, I won't let you take me out on a date and if we're going in that. That was him. No, that was me. This would have been Nate's parents' van. Nate just thought, I'm not going to take my date out in this wood-paneled van. So he told his parents that my daughter would not go out with him in that van. It had to, <laughs> and he really wanted to date her. And they, So that was the sales pitch he, he gave him. And the truth didn't come out until years later. That's right. <laughs> Tom, a lot of memories in here. And if there are those listening that are saying, you know, we'd like to be able to create memories like that with our family, but it's been a rough go. Sitting down with a life coach could be very beneficial. How can they sit down with life coach Tom Russell and start a conversation? I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. Thank you for joining us for this session. You can listen to previous episodes on the podcast network at risefmohio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find out more about Tom Russell at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com.